Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Pixel Hunt. My name is Malcolm Cano, and joining me in the studio are our illustrious co-hosts, Mr. Michael Carl. Hello. Mr. James Baker. Greetings. Mr. Tyler Durr. Hello there. And repeat offender, former special guest, now more regular special guest, still special, uh, <laughs> Mr. Atril. Atril Salazar. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. I'm still awkward. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you just learn to roll with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you never get used to it. Yeah. Uh, we've We're all been super doing awkward. It for four years and it, it sounds just as awkward every time. Yeah. <laughs> I love every... the dramatic tone shift from the music beforehand Put it in to your this mouth show. And I was I like, was, we were all bopping oh, to that music oh, and you cut it off. Oh, hi. Oh. My name is Mahesh. Hi, I'm Lillian Sanchez. I'm Shu, coming from China. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Jim Frogmore, the mayor of Iowa City. <laughs> my name is Ara I'm from I'm terribly here. sorry, a PSA Hi, is playing. One moment. I'm Sarah Gardiel from the... Made a horrible mistake. Hello everyone, my name is Sunny. I'm my name sorry. is Wendy Lee, and I'm from Singapore. We pride ourselves here at Iowa. Okay. <laughs> and all those people are additional special guests on today's show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sorry. sorry, I got it. I... I got it. The, uh, <laughs> it had queued up a PSA. Oh, nice. So, Excellent. Uh, we just put the kibosh on that one. The most amount of people to ever guest on Pixel Hunt <laughs> <Dude>. at once. <laughs> we actually uh, we have to, like, put a... Well, no, actually, we could set up a Ferris wheel next to the building and just have them cycle past the window. Actually, hold on. Jim, could you yeah, speak yeah. into the mic? Yeah. Check. One, two. Can you hear me now? Okay, that's better. Yeah. I'll just put know. the mic closer to my face then, shall I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> speak speak clearly and directly into the microphone. Um, but we are going to begin, as we normally do, with some of the new releases. And like now it's really starting to pick up. The cool mm-hmm. stuff's coming out. Uh, we have got, at least coming out today, uh, Civilization Six Gathering Storm for the PC. Uh, we got Crackdown 3 coming out on Xbox One and PC on February 15th. We've got Metro Exodus... Coming out on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC on February 15th. That one looks really good. We got Far Cry New Dawn coming out PS4, Xbox One, and PC on February 15th. We have Jump Force for all you animes out there. uh, Coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC February 15th. Sorry, I think you mean Weeaboos. Yes, anime. We do not just... That's That's not not necessarily. All of us, I mean, at least I am. Yes, we are. I'm with you. Yeah, right, no. See, Stop outing us. <laughs> we, I said at least me. You outed right. yourself. We are a house uh, of weebs. It's yeah. okay, guys. I'll be honest. Like, If you couldn't tell by, by this, they were going to find out sooner or later. Especially if It's you, not true. Especially that if you look at some true. of our older episodes and by going on to SoundCloud... If you go on SoundCloud, listen to some older episodes. You'll, we are absolutely weebs. I mean, come on, we explicitly talk about playing Danganronpa. Come we on. do. Yeah. Come on now. We did. We're I all. didn't bring it up first. That's all I'm saying. That's I fine. wouldn't have brought it up. That's cool. Because you're ashamed. Keep it secret. That's I am deeply ashamed. Too bad. It's not that kind of show, Mike. Society upon- help me and cure me. Shame upon you. Purge. Shame upon your family. Shame upon your cow. Uh, but I'm a um, goat. Huh? yeah, uh, no, like we're we're all inclusive. And t- today on Valentine's Day, by the way, yeah, that's cool. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. And here on Valentine's Day, we learn to love everyone, including ourselves. Oh, yeah. Whoa, that's yes. a tall I'm still order. working on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're all doing that. <laughs> but at least we can all agree we love video games. Right? True. Right, deaths. guys? Yes. More than myself. Sometimes. 
Uh, and Yakuza Kiwami's coming out on February 19th for the PC. Oh, yeah, which, they're porting that. Which yeah. one? The first. Oh, okay. The remake of the first game. Yeah. And Mike will play it again. I, yes. I won't because the bosses yeah. are terrible. That's right. Games go though. Two, <laughs> when, jump back in and do Kiwami One after beating Kiwami One. When he pulls out his boys for the second time and they Jeez. have like individually two. They boys, revive like they, a Dark Souls boss. They like wake up and are like, ah, that's a boss from Kiwami One that has some of the most difficult bosses I think I've ever seen happen to anyone. So it's not a Yakuza that. game. It's not a Yakuza game without some dude reviving himself. Well, okay, it's not. It's not a. It's not a Yakuza game without someone having twelve health bars. Yeah, Ooh, that's true. Bars? Just yeah. like, just layered on top of each other. And my favorite, Mike was when you what first. What colors the next one? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so like true. Mike, it's Mike true. would encounter it and like chip away a little bit and be like, "Oh no! Oh, that's like seven health bars." <laughs> it's like it's like Dragon Ball Z level power creep. It's like, yes. oh, yeah. what's the new color? <laughs> well, yeah, because each time they add another one and it's a different color. And it's always the same. Like, the, the fourth health bar is always green, I think. Right. And, like, the fifth is always purple. And so you know you're, like, as soon as you chip down the new color and see, like, purple, you're like, oh, that's six health bars. <laughs> that's a lot of health bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And so all these health bars... Um, so at least our, our story today, one of the, the main ones we're going to focus on is kind of the entire video game world has been a buzz about. Uh, and it's kind of been this weird example of like, of corporate villainy <laughs> is the only thing I can really call it. <laughs> Uh, but like Activism, Bl- Activism, Activision Blizzard is the name of the company, reported a record year in 2018. They were like, we made $7.26 billion. This was up from $7.16 billion that we'd made in 2017. Uh, all of our IPs are doing great. Everyone loves our games. We're all doing good. And we're going to lay off 800 people. Uh because we didn't meet expectations. And we're also going to allocate 20% more people to certain big-name projects like Call of Duty and some Overwatch stuff and terminate all non-essential programs within Activision Blizzard. And, like, and then lay, like announced it was going to lay off 800 people, and then its stock price jumped by 5.5%. So just, like, just a beautiful orchestra of nonsense as that happened um it's a common theme in this show yeah money money um yeah well you can't really talk about the video game industry without talking about just the sheer ridiculous amounts of money that uh publishers make and just like just all the money but it's not enough because they need to make every single dollar in existence Mm -hmm. every single one how do you how do you have a record year at $7.26 billion and not meet expectations so hard that you fire... Eight, like, how is firing 800 people going to help you make expectations next year? Yeah. By the way, that was 8% of their staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the CEO, Mike Morhaime, uh, left the company in October. And his replacement uh, addressed his... A replacement addressed the company in a memo stating this was an extremely difficult decision and we want to acknowledge the effort of everyone who has contributed to Blizzard. 
To assist with the transition, we're offering each impacted employee a severance package that includes additional pay, benefits, uh, benefits continuation, and career and recruiting support to help them find their next opportunity. Uh, they scaled back work on Heroes of the Storm. Uh, Blizzard canceled the game's that. annual esports season. Uh, and <laughs> Activision announced it's increasing shareholder dividends uh, by nearly 9%. $0.37 cents a share. So, and this is the ninth consecutive year that the company has increased its dividends. Um, so it just seems like Activision Blizzard has, like, Activision Blizzard had a good year. It wasn't enough. And now the people who are suffering are the, the developers, not the higher-up executive publishers who are being paid exorbitant amounts of money. Uh, one such person, uh, this new guy, was given $15 million just for taking the new CEO job. Like, uh, it's it is baffling. Just uh, hand it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Just, why not? I I it is it's kind of astounding all of this happening at once, and I think that we. I'm sorry, a fifteen million dollar signing bonus for a CEO. Yes. Yeah. What is, when did gaming become the NFL? Oh, well, since Activision Blizzard started making <laughs> billions of dollars per year. Yeah. Like I mean, like, CEOs are pretty important, though. But that's still I'm sorry, disgusting why? amounts. What? Uh, why? Why are CEOs important? Right, run it by me again. I just I every time I hear numbers like this thrown around as signing bonuses, I forget why they're important enough to merit. No, not not important oh, enough to yeah, merit. Yeah, no, I don't million, think they are. Yeah, but, but they do have to be the masthead of a company. You need a yeah. masthead for a company to speak on its behalf. You need some sort of human figure. And someone to give direction to the entire crew, essentially. To be the leader. The de facto leader. Right. But $15 million just seems a little bit too much. Oh, it's definitely... Maybe $1 million would have been nice. It always is. But Mm. that's... that's, Yeah. I mean... If you're... Like, they don't need a signing bonus. Just pay them well. Well... Hundreds of thousands of dollars, even if it's just like a couple of hundred thousand dollars, like that's more than I have made in my lifetime. I'm pretty right. sure. Well, imagine uh, that. Imagine this: like you just laid off eight hundred people, and now they're like, okay, we need someone to come in, and that person's like, okay, well, I don't want to join a company that just laid off eight hundred people and I have a whole bunch of stigma behind them. Let's. How about we just. Give them a whole bunch of money and hopefully they come in and oh yeah. But then that's if great. you had all of that money in the first place, why lay off eight hundred people? Like what? I I know we're not ever going to be privy to the calculus behind that decision, mm-hmm. but it seems backward to me. I thought the same thing. Don't worry. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I'm getting upset about this with you guys. We're all on the same side. No, this, I, is, this, yeah. is, this is a classic debate. Well, that, has a lot of answers to them. I mean, ultimately, people pay CEOs that amount of money because normally when CEOs like end up leaving whatever company they're at and shop around for other places that need CEOs, normally like it's like bidding yeah. for a, a successful CEO, essentially. Yeah, the former CFO, uh, Spencer Newman, was fired after breaching his contract only to become the CFO of Netflix. Like, oh, wow. Yep. They drop from one, pop onto another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It is. It is one of those things where, like, I I absolutely think it's correct, and we actually have an example of a CEO doing something to go out of his way uh, to take a hit when his company wasn't doing so well. 
Uh, I need to look up his name, but it was the guy who was the CEO of Nintendo during the Wii U era. Um, Sh- when Wii U was... Sh- um, Shigeru Miyamoto? Yeah, I think it was Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah. Uh, who took... Uh, a Slashed his pay in half to make up for losses of the Wii U. Uh, as CEO, because he stated that everyone who was working on the project uh, was an excellent, was doing a great job, and was a, a great developer, and they didn't deserve to suffer for uh, like the Wii U not doing well. And I think that is a great example of what a CEO should do. Like it, that is like a it CEO was, can will be fine without like you don't. Oh no, only seven point five million dollars. Oh, what am I gonna do? Well, it also his also his other reason was it also boosts morale. Exactly. Because if you if the developers are constantly fearing for their jobs to be at, at you know losing their jobs because of the fact that they yeah like for this they didn't meet the expectation just by a little bit that's a little bit scary and, and it it also shows in the quality of work people are just going to start rushing things out but for him he was just like no it boosts morale it it, it it allows them to actually work and actually not have to worry about losing their jobs. And it feels like the right thing to do on another level in that, like, okay, you're the CEO. Your decisions are the one that the ones that's presumably that drove the company in this direction, that put you here. So, in a way, like, you are, as the CEO, responsible for the state of the company. So, Not just, that, just a quick, uh, quick edit to what I said. It was actually in the wake of the Nintendo 3DS markdown, and it was President Satoru Iwata. Yeah, I was Iwata. about to say that, yeah. Just to give credit to him yeah, rather no. than... Well, yeah. Because yeah. Miyamoto's... He's, like, head developer of yeah. a lot of Sorry. Nintendo games. Sorry. Satoru Iwata uh, and cut during the 3DS markdowns. Um, Whoops. Still a good guy, though. Incredible. Yeah. And it was... Uh, and Both amazing guys. Yes. And I, I think that is... That's the type of thing I think is really missing from this. And I... I don't know. I am a bit saddened that it that it's jumped the stock price uh but i also think that like it's one of those things where it's like i'm gonna sound like a 90s cartoon or like an (laughs) 80s cartoon but like gaming's gotten away from the gamers it's not about the gamers anymore it's just about the money bro it never has been exactly i mean it's again it's it's any fledgling industry it's gonna start very much business heavy before regulations yes are set before financial institutions can actually understand the industry because right now they're not willing they don't take it seriously right just like film exactly i mean you have vertical integration where it's like hey we're gonna take over every aspect of production and it's going to be a monopoly and nobody's gonna do anything about it because nobody understands movies it's the same with games yeah the people playing the games and enjoying them understand that this is wrong but financial institutions aren't looking at it yet right or like the idea of like hey we're you know and this is also one of the things that like 2018 and uh kind of a a scary trend that seems to be coming into 2019 is the massive and sudden layoff of of workers despite the industry being stronger and more vibrant than it's ever been i'm talking about telltale of course and now this uh of companies like again telltale before it went under was on top of the world and had slated Tons of projects uh, and was, you know, considering all these things. But I, I think a lot of the problems is that, like, video game developers also aren't unionized. There are no unions there. And I think that that's, oh. that highlights one of the huge problems of at least, like, going forward now. 
is that like a lot of developers don't have a lot of protection when it comes to being fired. Well, that's that's a whole nother like debate to have on this show, which I'm not sure pertains necessarily. Yes. But that's just the culture of America, honestly. Like unions used to be a thing until they were essentially made taboo. So now unions are normally a bad word to be said within business environments. So getting a you union to start to normally bad or hard, not bad. It's a good thing in my opinion, but very difficult. Yeah, it depends on what side of a business you are on. Executives are always going to look down on unions because it means that they can't take advantage in yeah. the ways that they huh. desire. Oh man, now we can't ex- we can't ex- extort more money out of our workforce. Yeah, Darn. but but e- even that on on the less cynical end, it it also means they have less of a degree of of control over their company, which I think it's very understandable if that upsets you. Because it doesn't necessarily mean that you want to abuse your workers and manipulate them, but it does mean that, you know, the union sets the hours. Yes. uh, And it means that the workers will work only at these hours, and you you can't change that at all. You have no control over that. Uh, It means that, like, lunch breaks occur at the same time every day. It it, it just means that there's no control that companies can have over their own company, really. Yeah. And even the workers in those cases kind of lose a bit of control to the the organization of the, like, the rigidity and structure of the union. It's true, Um, yeah. Yeah, because some workers are looked down upon if they... Yeah, workers... Betray the... Union workers who don't follow union regs will either be censured or looked down upon or, you know, regarded as less than, or just booted. Yeah. Hence Um, another dirty topic, uh, police unions. (laughs) Police unions? Yeah, go ahead. Please explain. Well, well, no, it's just simple. Like, the the whole, you know, bad bad apple or whatever, you know, it just the... The culture within makes it so it's easier for them to get away with it. Mm -hmm. At least it seems, in my opinion... But, you know, so it's harder to go ahead and do anything about it because if you try and act out and fix it, well, guess you're out. Yeah, and all it takes, and, and this is also one of the issues of, like, because on the one hand, I can see how, like, having union-mandated breaks and hours might not work for some developers. What if a developer has to has a very specific schedule and it's like, hey, I can only really do my work at this time, but... I'm not allowed to work at this time or after these hours. Or what if your your company is made up of individuals who live in multiple countries across right. the world? I've I've run into developers like that at EpicsCon here. Yeah. Who, you know, they have a guy who does their graphics who lives in Russia. Right. They have a guy who lives in Germany who does a lot of like translation work for them. They got they have somebody who's on the West Coast who does um, who does like a lot of their script writing? They have right. East Coast people who are responsible for marketing. It's like if you yeah, well for indie mandate yeah. hours on them for indie studios, I don't think you'll have to mandate hours. No, you wouldn't. But I mean, it would. It's it's that sort of thing. Even even for a major developer like say Bioware that has studios in three different places in the United States and I think somewhere in Europe, Canada which, too, Canada um, as well. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so one in Edmonton, one in Texas somewhere? Uh, There's one in Ontario, too, I think. I think uh, it's Ontario. They're all over the place. And, like, trying to, like, schedule all of that around union hours would be difficult. Yeah, exactly. 
But that's why there'd have to be different like union. Yeah. So I, I I think that like maybe a good idea would be to do it based on geographical location. So it's like hey, or like it, it, and again, this is the thing is that like it's not. Because it's a new industry, I think we're also going to have to approach... Like, we can't make it like how we make old unions. It's gotta, it's going to have to be different. I was actually going to say, like, we need the concept of the union to evolve it's, from the stagnant thing yep. it has become it's in gotta our be, society. Yeah. To meet the needs of the new industry. And not only of the new industry, but of the new corporate environment. Because the corporate environment has also changed since unions first became a thing in the U.S. Yeah. Um... And nobody seems to be addressing that very much. Well, can I also mention one thing? I know it's a little bit off. I'm not, I'm not a. I don't know really that too much about unions and stuff. But can we also talk about the fact that what made Activision really think that they were going to make a quota for the games that they have released? We, we, they have everything from Diablo Immortals, which no one likes. <laughs> yeah. By the way, no well, one likes. They, 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 yeah, they had their Call of Duty going. They had their. Oh, they had a lot. It's Activision Blizzard, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it's like... Activision Blizzard. And yeah. the fact that they're going they 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 expect that Overwatch loot boxes, by the way, I don't like loot boxes, but uh Nobody likes Overwatch. Loot. <laughs> Welcome to the staff I mean, of this unless, show. Unless, unless, You're unless officially you are, a member now. Unless Thank you are you. addicted to them and or an executive well, who wakes up in the morning but, and is like, Oh, I'm gonna make so much money well, today. Well, I mean uh, but, but, <laughs> but like just in general, like Overwatch came out what, like 2015, I do believe, or maybe yeah. beforehand. Yeah, and you know, yeah, it made a lot of money then, but no one likes loot boxes now. So of course, loot boxes sales have been going down. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Four, they're relying on that one because it just came out. You know, a lot of people are still playing the game, still of it. Now we got Apex Legends and all that stuff. It's like, hey, so um, yeah, and so you know, they haven't really released like a whole bunch of games to really rely on. Hearthstone came out years ago. I remember when that game came out. I remember my dad was playing the beta for uh, Hearthstone. So, yeah, I, it came out a long time ago. And so, you know, they're not really... I could tell they're not making a lot of money from there. And, of course, you got the whole Blizzard store. I mean, there's a lot of things that really play into here why why they're not making that much money or why didn't it really make that quota. And I know there's a lot of things you guys can say, but I'm just like... I mean, like, even if they... I mean, if they, if they realize that they didn't make their mark here, shouldn't they... Instead of firing 800 people, shouldn't you, I don't know, find a way to get a new IP out? I don't know. I, I'm just throwing stuff out there. Well, no, yeah, I definitely I'm, agree. I'm going to come to Overwatch's defense, though. In all honesty, I think Overwatch is virtually the only like way that you can implement loot boxes in a way that is fair and not you know demeaning to your customers at all. It's literally just like appearance stuff except for the the, the timed exclusives Th- that i disagree with really? but like that's about it honestly i mean it's oh, all oh just... you disagree with the use of time oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i just I, dis- I disagree we agree that it's a yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I-, I think that's okay it should it should cost like the better way to do it would be like it costs more when it's yeah. not in season I, I, but I you can still fine. buy it absolutely yeah, I, I think you, i i think that like it's like hey if you want to do the loot boxes you can but if you want you can just buy the thing just, just buy it. Like I, I think that like barring it and making it so that it's you can only get it via gambling is a bad idea. Yeah, that's hmm. that's how it gets you. Because it's gambling. <laughs> I've had long conversations with this on this topic with my friend Gabe, who I play uh, Heroes of the Storm with all the time, because um, Heroes of the Storm rewards you with loot boxes when you level up your characters, and that's really the only way to get those unless you 
purchase them with real money. Right. And I have like three characters in Heroes of the Storm that I play. Okay. And one of them at this point is level 50. Hmm. She, by herself, is a quarter of the levels that my account has earned. Okay. Like, I'm level... My, my overall level is 200 and some, and Jaina, nobody is surprised, is like 53. Gotcha. Uh, I have a very hard time earning more loot boxes because, you know, the higher the level it is, the longer it takes to level. Right. And a lot of the, the items that you can buy, like the cosmetic items, the mounts, the skins, the whatever, can be purchased mm -hmm. for just in-game currency that you earn through gathering loot boxes. Okay, I see. But since I'm not really, because I only play the game for this one little bit of its gameplay, right. my library of available characters, my library of available stuff for those characters is comparatively much smaller than Gabe's or Elliot's. And I, I keep trying to tell him, like, I want to play this game for, like, three things... And because of that limit that I'm putting on myself, I can't access the same game features that you can because you're more open to enjoying or more open to taking part in different roles and different aspects of this experience. And the fact that they're cutting me out based on the way they assign their currency feels awful to me. I, I hate it, but at the same time, I go in and I try to play one of those other characters that I normally don't play, and I go, oh, right, that's why I don't play these characters. I, I can't stand them. This isn't fun. Um, Feel that. And I don't, like, well, my there's question, no easy answer to that. Well, my question would be, like, uh, how many, like, if you if you had to think about it, like, what, would you think there are a lot of people who are experiencing the same thing? Honestly, I have no idea. Um, I That would require... Immense amounts of data gathering. Yeah, I, I know. That I, Blizzard is much better equipped to do than I am. <laughs> it's just, it's just like if for that case, I could see where you're coming from. But it's just like, well, like, if I guess, I guess you, if you're saying like, either if for people who aim for like a, a specific character because they like them, I can see where you're coming from, and I can see where a lot of people can really take part in that. And for your friend, he takes, he likes looking at the whole roster of characters, and he likes playing them all. Right, and. He, it was. It's like saying that he has a he has a better chance of having fun at the game compared to you who would like to focus on a few characters. It's not that he has a better chance of having fun. It's that he, because of the way that he plays the game, yeah, he gets rewarded more right. by the it, game because it's more yeah because because you you just play if you use oh, a ton more characters yeah. and all the items you get suddenly it's like oh I also play this character so like this skin I got I can put on and yeah I can use. but doesn't mm -hmm. that encourage you like, to play other characters then? It's, it it's does, supposed but it's to be like, a system that yeah. encourages you to play multiple characters. But if you only specialize three, like it's if, like oh if you great, only the loot really boxes want only to play me. three though. If you're if you're actively ignoring that incentive, mm -hmm. which you know part of that is on me, but part of that is also like okay, yeah, you want to incentivize me to to play other characters, but locking most of the game's rewards behind that. Concept. That carrot, yeah, really torques me off. Yeah, that, I, can you where, I can see where that I can see where that messes you up a little bit. Yeah, you shouldn't be punished for playing the game the oh, way you, you want. want. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I feel. And you know, I've had plenty of people tell me, "Oh, you're just doing it wrong." And I'm like, "Shouldn't there not be a wrong? Yeah, though? but that's the, like, that's the wrong way to think about this that. Is, it's a it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to require." 
a that I way. do that I engage with it across this broad you spectrum. Mu- if you want to have fun with this game, you have to play it. Like, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> if you want, it's not. It's not I'm even sorry, about fun. You... It's like if you want to receive all of the rewards that this game has right. before you die or the sun explodes, you need to play all of the characters. It's like I don't want to do that. Though. Yeah, they, like, they should. They should change that. Now I see where you're coming from. I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm starting to really see that. Yeah. Oof. It's also really frustrating when other people tell you how to play a game. Yeah. 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 Well, I, and afraid. that that still happens all the time, all the time, and I hate it. Yeah. Especially with it happens so often with difficulty. I find. How so? And this is we don't have to get into this conversation, but I mean, just yeah, like please. briefly. Um, <clears throat> recently, I saw a video about. Uh, a guy was talking about Super Mario 3D World. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, and a good how game. yeah, and how upset he was with the the golden cat suit. Oh. That makes it so you can't die? Yeah, yeah. You, you you can't be hurt by enemies. You Isn't can still it, fall right. off of ledges. Isn't it given to you if you lose a bunch? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. And and you always have the option not to take it. So <laughs> his argument how dare they? <laughs> His argument, since he grew up in the NES era, and I think he has a very archaic view of video games, mm-hmm. is that if if you suck, you should just lose and be punished for it because that's part of, you know... The, <clears throat> the learning experience? Yeah, like the victory of games comes from, be- from winning yeah. and, and, and conquering hardship... But you have to understand that not everybody goes into a video game specifically for the challenge or the gameplay, necessarily. Yeah, sometimes I go into a game to have fun. Well, yeah, 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 but fun in different ways. Because I think what he was arguing was that the fun comes solely from from playing the game. It's his version of fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But games have evolved so far beyond that. It's like, yes, that was true with Ninja Gaiden 2 in 1989, whatever, but... It's not true anymore because people play games for the environments, yeah. for the writing. Sometimes I'll play a yeah. game just for the music. It's yeah, for the music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like Super Mario 3D World, if if you don't want to play it for the platforming specifically, there are so many other elements within that game that you can admire yeah. without needing to be worried about you know the platforming especially the difficult sections let's be honest i'm not playing the walking dead because i want to see the or the walking dead one because i want to see those amazing super smooth animations those animations <laughs> so good it's not aged well and well and the worst part is that it's it hasn't aged well, but it, it also looks exactly the same as, as their the, games that just came out, like, yeah, last year. Yeah. So you're like, Yikes. wow, this looks awful, but also very familiar. <laughs> oh, we actually have to take a quick moment and discuss the weather very fast. Yeah, we're then, a little late on this. Yeah. So currently, it's 20 degrees in Iowa City, but gents, what does it feel like? Six degrees. Six degrees? Just throwing that out there. All right. Yeah, it was really warm today, and then I walked over here, and it was awful. Yeah. Like, I, I got a headache because it was so cold. It was going in my face. My eyes hurt. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say two. All right. With wind chill. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say ten. Okay. Um, I'm going to say thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. It is two. Oh my god! What? Oh, look at that! Hey, I still got second place. Though, Absolutely so done. 
<laughs> we don't award second places here because th- this is this is the first time in a while I had I had a visceral connection just to the like, weather. Uh. <laughs> I actually I walked inside and I like I just held my eyes because they hurt so much. I don't know why. It was just the wind was going to, straight into my eyes. He had to pop them out of his face to hold them. Yeah, right? they were so swollen. And actually, that that transitions quite nicely. We have to take a quick moment to hear from a sponsor. And we're back. Yes. <clears throat> Us here at Pixel Hunts don't experience the outside too often. This is true. Because how could you play video games here on Pixel Hunt if you're outside? If you play Melty Blood. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. At, yeah, at, at, at Evo. <laughs> I actually looked at those videos, by the Isn't way. Oh, like, you did, it's yes. Yeah, yeah, see, it's true. It's true. Oh, it's it's, just it's always in like a hotel hallway or like in a parking lot. <laughs> On a rusting <laughs> dumpster can. were true. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so it's what true. What is this atrocity? <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. Home. We'll show you when we get home. To Pixel Home. Blood, Pixel. That looks... Like an interesting game to play. Yeah, no, I, I it hear looks, it's yeah, good. It's a, it's a fun game, but yeah. for some reason, the, the culture around it is just a weird, just weirdness. Yeah. It must be easy to make fighter games. I see, I see a lot of like anime stuff. No, it's games. not. Oh, it's, it's really not, hard. It's not easy. Oh. Like, you have uh, to play test them more than any other game. Super, you have to play test them. You actually have to make sure that the rosters are well done. Every character's movesets work. The hitboxes aren't jank. Because, like, you better believe if, like, someone's hit... If you can exploit someone's hitbox, people are just going to play that fighter and just exploit that hitbox. You also have to... You have to assign certain amount of frames to every single yeah. move. Like, the, you need the, to make the sure that each... World Record uh, holder for most frames of animation oh, yeah, in a game Girls. is Skullgirls. Because every really? character has the most amount of frame. Like, there's one character, I forget who, who has, like, just the, the, mo- the, the world record amount of frames... Just to do animations and jeez, uh, I hate Skullgirls, and I swear I am to God, so, yeah. now I see why. <laughs> I'm so I'm so bad at Skullgirls. Oh, I like that game. It, it, looks, it looks very pretty, but I am terrible. They're they're built to hairline tolerances yeah. of yeah. of specificity and uh, like. I mean, you all know how salty we get if something yeah. doesn't look oh. right in Smash. Oh man. Like, right. oh man, I get salty about regular attacks. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me, Mr. Super Armor. Exactly. See, while you guys are playing Smash, I'm playing that off-brand edition called Brawlhalla. I know Brawlhalla. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. Brawlhalla. Yeah. It's a very fun game. My friend just destroys me every time he comes visit me, so. Yeah, no, my I'm brother played, played that for a bit. How about PlayStation All-Stars? Oh, man. Ah. Battle Royale. Oh. Yeah. See, I wanted that game to be good because it had Big Daddy and Nathan Drake. And I was like, oh, that's, which, those are two cool additions to a fighting game. Which is a name I find which, quite <laughs> distasteful. Which I find Big very Daddy. distasteful. <laughs> my, know what I my, my hope of good Christian. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the game, honestly, because I, I like would it. play it with my siblings and like it was just... Fun, yeah. like it wasn't. Like it wasn't competitive enough for anybody Parappa to get upset. In that game? Yes, yeah. Parappa's in it. Uh, Kratos, Sly Cooper, uh, Cole from Infamous. That's right. Good version oh, yeah. and evil version. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, Jack and Daxter. That's right. Uh, Nathan Drake. Your boy. Nathan Drake. I feel like some games are just like. If you guys, did you guys ever had an Xbox Connect before? No. No, because it's a waste of money. My my friends had it. I I don't need that thing, like, taking pictures of my face. (laughs) My mom was always scared of that. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want to tell you that story? No, I I believe her. She should be afraid. 
It's I'm the not, eye of Sauron. Like it's oh man, <laughs> Bill, it's the eye of Bill Gates. Bill Gates is just in there, like yes. Was it, was I like, see. I saw with a glass, like glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> you turn on, you turn on the Xbox. It's just the eye of Sauron on the screen, and the the speakers thunder with a phrase. Oh, it's just, it, that's yeah. what I did with my mom. She so, was she put she always used to put a sock over our uh, Xbox One. <laughs> a sock? And, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. it's so it's like if there's a sock on the Xbox. Don't come a ro- a knocking. I guess <laughs> oh, it's like God. putting tape across your laptop <laughs> and putting a sock on top of it. It was funny because she always she used to always be scared of it. We just got it. My dad and I we we didn't care. No, family. I'll be honest. You're, no, I completely agree with her. She is completely right. They're absolutely oh, yeah. watching us through that thing. <laughs> it, it was funny because she she used to always she remember she she used to always fall asleep on the couch and she woke up and she saw the Xbox was on and she was like she was like huh. uh she got through the skin she's like Xbox One off Xbox One off and I, I just I just got done playing World of Warcraft I came upstairs and I saw her doing so I snuck up behind her I was like I'm afraid we can't do that mom and she was like she's like oh, oh. and I was like mom mom it's all right don't worry the Xbox is not gonna kill you she's like don't ever do that to me you're crowned go to your room Ooh. oh that's fantastic. <laughs> No, there's nothing scarier than just yelling Xbox off and it won't turn off. Especially when you get a voice saying, I can't wait for that episode of Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah you, when, <laughs> the one episode. When you say Xbox off, you just see it like subtly move up and down. And then Xbox says, No, you off. And then you're off. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox, no, you like turn being off. Intro cells are Xbox. off. No. <laughs> you say Xbox off and your Xbox says, I'm sorry, Dave. I can't let yep. you do that. <laughs> It's like some Deus Ex we, uh, kind of stuff going we on. We gave it feelings. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because of the Call we of Duty we've been playing. So now yeah. it's spouting slurs and telling me not awful things about my mother. And my, telling me I'm a scrub. My, my favorite part was how people would, would, would prank other people in multiplayer online games. Oh, yeah. By getting them to, to by making their, their character or username Xbox One. And so, like, people be like, ah, turn uh, out on Xbox One uninstall, or like, yell the name of the person. Yeah. I'd never heard of that. That's new. Yeah. Yeah. They would just start trolling and then get people mad and make them say their username. That's pretty good. But I was going to say, with the whole connect thing in the past, God, uh, awful thing. But, uh, because it was awful. Don't worry. I, I agree. Um, but, you know, I feel like games like that are not meant to be, like, famous, like, world-seller games. But I feel like just, like, one of the family games, you know, bring someone over, you know, do a little bit of stuff. That's what I used to always do, you know. I mean, that that's what, essentially, that's what the Nintendo Wii was marketed as. And it was a huge blockbuster seller. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It was it was a lot better than the Kinect. Well, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Kinect was just basically the Wii. Uh, I mean, do you guys remember the PS4? What was it? The PS4 Motion? Oh, I yeah, had that, the too. Move. Oh, oh yeah, the move that's with, the, with the little rubble, rubber balls on <laughs> <Yeah>. the end. <laughs> those were those were the squeeze them. Those were the good days when I could play golf on the PS4. Oh, PS3, I should say. Yeah, PS3. J- J- can I just say Jim is staring at me and he's trying so hard not to say something right now. Yeah. And he's not going to. About the small and it's amusing balls. me. This is a family radio show, Jim. <laughs> no, it's not. This is the Iowa City radio <laughs> show. Well, <you> s- <laughs> well, the FCC will come down on us like a thousand suns. Yeah. The FCC can come down on me. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. That's fine. That's right. This is Valentine's Day, guys. All about love. Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy Valentine's Crack Day. open a cold one. Crack open a cold one with the boys. As Pixel Hunt has been defunded. <laughs> yep. That's okay. We were never funded to begin with. That's right. We yep. just we were funded with show up. Love. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah, we're funded by the goodwill of our fans. That's Thank right. You. Yeah, you, know, you know, you're welcome. I'm glad to be hence here. Hence the man <laughs> over there. <laughs> we actually, uh, we're like vampires. Just feed One of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I actually, in, in light of, of Valentine's Day, I did want to do something special and kind of end out on a nice thing. So, like, guys, what do you love about video games? Tell me, like we can. We'll start. Oh, no. we, we'll start general, and I. I have a few more things <laughs> I want to make ask me go you. last. I didn't study for this. That's fine. You speak from the heart. Everything oh. else, use your brain. Speaking from the heart for me normally ends in like negative emotions. All right. So never mind. Let's go back up to the brain. What does the brain say? Oh, the brain Logic. says, "Don't do it, Tyler." No. <laughs> All right. What do you love about video games? What's something like something you always love? Is it is it your animes? Uh, do you love? I don't know. It's, Your wife. I, I don't know. I, yes, Chiaki <laughs> will forever be in my heart. But um, I don't know. I like the fact that whenever I feel like I'm having a bad day or something's wrong, I could always just hang out and play video games and just forget about it. Nice. That's always been my like getaway. Uh, I love multiplayer games. I actually like, despite getting very upset uh, sometimes. I really love Smash. Um, like when I'm, and like usually it's it's actually like really fun, especially when people are in a good mood and everyone's playing and having a good time with it. And then you start getting into the joke matches, and like those are really fun too. I I I love playing video games with friends. It's very fun for me. So like, like local multiplayer. I like local stuff? multiplayer yeah. a lot. Uh, like Borderlands. N- well, game's awful. <laughs> Awfully mediocre. Hey, hey, hey we love. It's what awfully you, what, mediocre. What do you love, Mike? You gotta love something. Not Borderlands. What do you, you like your soaps? He loves my, my, my soap operas. Yeah, he does. Oh, he does. Neo. I've seen it. No. I, have, I have a taste for the soap he, operas. He plays video game soap operas. Wait, what? Really? Yakuza is basically yeah. Yeah, Yakuza yeah. is essentially a soap opera. It's not a bad thing. But no, it's a Sopranos soap. Love, is a soap opera. Yeah, I love soap operas. I always wanted to make. But my yeah, own. like just the 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 beautiful like the, uh, my that's also one of my favorite moments is just sitting on the couch and quietly watching Yakuza like a tw- a ten minute Yakuza cutscene. It's like <laughs> oh. I could be upstairs walking downstairs and hearing Yakuza. I don't speak any Japanese and automatically know oh something's going down. Something's <laughs> happening. Uh-oh. You know, a, a bunch of deep-voiced Japanese men are talking very seriously about some real estate. And Goro's there. <laughs> it's actually like, it's like real estate intrigue. Yeah. And yeah. Like... Majima's there. That's not good. <laughs> that guy has Majima's more tattoos great. than that guy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that man has a bigger tattoo than that other man. That automatic. They're both going to take their shirts off. a tiger instead of a mantis. Oh, no. <laughs> so many tattoos. Jim, what do you love about video games? Um, that they let me explore universes that don't exist, except in the in my mind, and it's in some way in my mind, and also in some way in the minds of other people around, like like Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Warcraft, all of them. The worlds don't actually exist, and yet. So many people in the real world know about them and can sit down and have long, protracted, in-depth conversations about the morality of decisions that they or others in those worlds have made based on shared knowledge of 
things that don't exist. Like it is a, the games well-crafted are new ways for us to learn what it is to be human. And I love that about them. Yeah. I love, I, I love being able to play a game with a group of people uh, and being able to like, to laugh with people about the game. Uh, I love playing David Cage games with other people. I love it so much. So, not like that one time where within five rounds of Smash, all of us just decided we were too salty to continue. Yes. Sometimes, and it, ha- it happens sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't Smash's fault. That was like, we all came into it like, oh, I'm so salty about my day. I just want to yes. like do something to blow off I, steam. I'll be and honest, then we got I, salty I, I, at the I game think, in each other. I think that's honestly where it comes from every time, where it's like, you're not really salty about the game. You're probably salty yeah. about something. It's else. usually something external, and then that makes it worse. Yes. But like, yeah. at, least, at least with that, I, I don't know. I love, uh, or... This is actually my next question for you guys. Well, we didn't get to hear oh, Atril's. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm you're so fine. You're fine. I was, I was oh. preparing this. All right, so raised in a gaming family, as you guys already know, everyone always knows this, right? Amen. Back in second grade, I always would become a game designer because, my, of course, I watched my dad play video games. And just that mindset of always playing these games and stuff and just that mindset of communicating with other people, sitting down with people and bonding with people on you know through online of course as i got older of course i got to play call of Duty black ops 2 which is how i made like 100 friends on xbox live and talking with them and learning about their lives and getting to again i'm a very social person so like just this is my just is my dream you know i, I met my girlfriend playing video games so yeah it's thinking of love shout out to my really? girlfriend yeah oh yeah. my gosh i, I met game? my girlfriend playing it. it's called minecraft so yeah <laughs> no <laughs> what are you doing here again it's valentine's day <laughs> yeah and, and <laughs> look at the look at the determination <laughs> that's why i have my anniversary exactly one week after this on a day smart of pizza man we, uh, you're, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be here for your anniversary no too. no 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 okay good man we absolutely not we would, would not, not allow you but <laughs> you are not no you're but, not gonna be on the show doing this. <laughs> but my but you know I, I i you met so many people with playing games especially going to school talking with people i remember i met this first girl who played world worker who's also horrid so just yeah like you said like having conversations about certain things your characters have done certain guilds and things things you wacky things you have done and that is why I love being in this the community. It's the love. It's all these other things that bring us together. So without that, a game means nothing to me. Yeah. Yeah. That. No, and, that's and, awesome. and plus, not that you guys are a radio show that talked about video games. You guys are a perfect example of this. What's that? Oh, bonding together, oh, oh, oh. talking. Even you guys think you guys are stupid guys talking about stuff on radio. You guys are on here sharing us the news, talking about other things, and literally are gamers who are together, concerned about other gamers, talking about other stuff like this. I'm blushing. And yeah. Shallow also, nuggets. yeah. That that that, that that was inspiring, and none of us can top that. Right. right. <laughs> also, well, I know Jim can relate to the community aspect. Yes. For sure, yeah. especially in World of Warcraft. And, well, so, and, and even within World of Warcraft, like I have found guilds entirely made up of queer folks. That's awesome. And like, you know, I I raided with one for I don't know, I want to say a year and a half, two years back during Cataclysm, and God, those were some of the happiest raids because I didn't have to be afraid that flirting with some random dude <laughs> was gonna get me screamed at and guild kicked right. um nobody ever called anybody any sort of slur 
in that guild. And it was just a refreshingly loving community. Mm. And oh my god, the minute they pulled out, or they made those toys where you could like project rainbows oh, out of your hands I love at one another. <laughs> we all got one. And I think somewhere on the internet there is a picture of our entire guild. We had just downed Deathwing. We're all standing in front and the two people on either end both have rainbow generators out. So there's <laughs> us in front of Deathwing's skull rainbows. <laughs> And awesome. we're all just like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> that's nice. And that's that's a reason another reason why I love World of Warcraft. For those of you joining us at the top of the hour, you're listening to KRUY 89.7 FM, Iowa City, Iowa City's former sound alternative. And you're listening to Pixel Hunt, radio, a show about all things video game. We're here. You're, you're joining us here on our Valentine's Day episode. We're just going over and we're talking about some some beautiful love that we have for video games. And I actually, this is also something else uh and i i have a story for you guys but like yes do i tell tell me a story like what's a what's a story of of you and uh, a love affair that you've had with a game or tell me uh, a story about some uh, uh you playing a game or remembering something that you've loved well i not necessarily that topic but the last topic <laughs> sure <laughs> I could relate to the whole community aspects being awesome because 95% of my friends on Steam are people I've met and played with consistently on Left 4 Dead 2. And like honestly, ah, I, I would dead. I would continuously play with like the same people over and over again and like honestly, it was back in high school like early time when I was struggling a lot with all sorts of like mental illness and I had nobody to talk to, so I would just go in my room and then get on Left 4 Dead. And I had these people to talk to, and they were like legitimate friends to me. Mm-hmm. And it was it was amazing that I was able to go ahead and play this game and essentially like have fun, talk to people I'd never met in person, but still like they'd be there for me, I guess, like a real friend would. It was nice. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's awesome. I'm really glad that you had that. Yeah, but uh, what was your next question? I mean, like I like, do you have any memories of like I remember falling in love with a game. Uh, uh, do you have memories of that? Oh, definitely. Yeah? Tell me about it. Uh, so, I remember uh, when I first picked up uh, Dragon Age Origins. Um, I I had been playing World of Warcraft for some time, and so I was firmly of the opinion that I am. I love mages. I am good enough to play mages in any game, no matter how you know weak mages supposedly are. And I was like, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna pick this up and I'm gonna play a mage. And the they start you off in that game in class specific, uh, like story mode or story moments, and like they have you doing things almost immediately that are tied to your abilities in your class and that tell you what it means to be a mage or a warrior or a rogue in the world that you are inhabiting. And I loved that. And then I leveled up a few times and I got access to a spell called Cone of Cold. And, that, <laughs> and I never looked back because that spell freezes people solid, including dragons several hundred or thousand times the mass of the character producing the Cone of Cold. And it was just like, I can walk up to this high dragon that has picked my tank up 
hurled him in the air and is about to chomp down on him. And I can walk up to this dragon and go, Cone of Cold, the dragon will freeze solid with its mouth open. Alistair will bonk off the dragon's jaws, fall to the ground, get back up, get healed, and then go back to attempting to stab the dragon. And I'll just be like, yes, I am in my happy place. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'll never forget when I first played uh, Katamari Damacy. Uh, I went to the Queen's Museum of the Moving Image with my mom and my brother. Um, my mom was taking us out on an outing, and they had uh, a PlayStation 2 in the museum, and they were doing an exhibit an exhibit on video games. And one of the games that they had, sorry, one of the games that they had was Katamari. And I like picked it up and like started playing it, and I was like rolling the stuff up, and I was just like. This is amazing. And the music was amazing. It was like bopping. And I just like, I I was filled with so much wonderment and awe. And like, I was overwhelmed. I was like, this game is, I I love everything about this. Um, I guess I should also say too, that one of my favorite things to do, especially with Bioware games actually, is just sit at the main menu and let the music loop. Um, yeah. Dragon Age Origins and Mass Effect in particular, like, I hear those, and, like, I have those on my phone. Yep. Uh, and when they come up on shuffle and I'm just, like, listening through my headphones, I always just kind of have to stop whatever I'm doing and sit back and just kind of let the memories wash over me because the memory of that sound is tied in my mind to the memory of almost every single time I loaded up the game. So it is tied to nearly every experience I had in both of those games, almost all of which were incredible experiences of really well-told stories. Mm. And that's the stuff I love about games. So that song, that ones or those two songs in, in the cases of these two games, are just intimately tied to everything in them and it all just comes crashing back over me every time I hear them. And I just like, uh, yeah, I feel that like I, there were multiple times I was walking across campus when I was still taking classes here and would just like, I'd hear that and it just kind of slow down and forget where I was going. Some one time I actually walked right past my classroom in the hallway because I was listening to the dragon age origins opening soundtrack. And then like it got to the end of the song. I was like, Oh, wait, I have a place to... I got it. <laughs> um, it, was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful and also silly. But, you know, that's life, I guess. It's, it's yeah. the weird thing about, about nostalgia, too, that it it doesn't attach really to the game itself, but, like, these hyper-specific moments that you call back to, and then that is what relates to the entire game. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. Yeah, I... Like, my menu theme, I think. The one I thought of immediately when you mentioned that was Metroid Prime, the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I booted up that game, sit at the menu for, like, three minutes at least. And just but listen maybe to five cool to ten. Like... <laughs> just sit and look at the menu. Because it wasn't just the music. It's also it's the, the atmosphere that's created by the menu. Uh, it has this little animation where once you press start, it... It shifts through this, I don't know, it, it's kind of just like goopy, fake cellular biology stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that the camera's shifting through, and it's it's stupid, honestly, but um, it 
it introduces you to the atmosphere of that game very well. And uh, I have very fond memories of just, yeah, sitting in my bedroom late at night, listening to that, uh, having the volume on way too high on a really crappy CRT TV. Nice. It's a good time. Hmm? I'm I'm Jim. He's yeah. Jim. We've heard a lot from Jim so far yeah, because Jim's uh, shut up. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably also have to say Mass Effect Two. Yeah. Since I mean, my long story short, my copy of Mass Effect One on Origin never worked until I contacted customer service. So I started with two, and I fell in love with it immediately. Like I've probably played through at least two, like maybe ten times. Oh my god! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I would play it like every year for a long time, and it feels amazing every time I start a new playthrough and just sit at the menu thinking about what I did last time and how most likely don't have the guts to do a renegade playthrough this time too. Have you ever done? I, I can't. Everyone in the world's just too lovely. It is very difficult. Like, you can be mean to Jacob. Well, I, I mean, well, look, look at him. No, look at him. The man has no hips. He has no yeah, hips. No hips. Or personality, either. Yep. But that's beside no the hips, point. No hips, no personality. You know what they it's say. Like, it's like being mean to a cardboard cutout. That yeah. Right. <laughs> his father is more interesting than him. And his father yeah. isn't even that much more interesting. No, he's only also, in the game for an hour. Terribly exactly. Yeah. That's he's why he's awful. more interesting. Yeah. Because he at least like, does something. I Let's be honest. At least he's not James. <laughs> I still think James is more interesting James than Jacob. James needs to go home and like like go needs to go back to Jersey Shore. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, sure he's a huge dude, bro, but he still has more character to sure. him than Jacob. My only issue was that like with Jacob, it kind of felt earned because like you're like talking to him a little, or like you meet him at the he's the first guy you meet, and you like you learn a bit more about him, and it's you converse with him. Well, this, this other dude, James, is just like. Talking out of turn at the at the opening scene of Mass yeah. Effect Three, and you're like, well, "Shut up, Jacob!" It's Who Jacob has an introduction. Yeah. James does not. James, he just shows up and starts talking up. to and you. You're like, like "Who's this Vegas, guy?" Vega's introduction was not in the game. Vega's introduction was in comics or a book or something that they put out mm-hmm. before the game launched. Oh, I see. So in those. order to get the same introduction that you got to Vega or to to. Taylor, yeah, Jacob Taylor, that you got to James Vega. No, wait, I said that wrong. In order to get the same introduction to James Vega that you got to Jacob Taylor, you would have had to read something that was not part of the game. Yeah, there's actually been a lot of controversy around that with Blizzard right now because they're doing a lot of things that are like multimedia tie-ins, and like there are a lot of people who are like, "Yeah, throw more stuff in the tie-ins. I love that." And then there are the 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 gaming purists were like, if it's not in the game proper, it doesn't count as canon. Hey, that's I don't not, want to know about that's it. That's not canon. Shut up. It's fan, it's fan <laughs> canon. Isn't, isn't that mostly mostly lore stuff, though? Yes, that's... But I mean, that a lot of what we were discussing here sounds like the, the lore surrounding Vega's backstory and Taylor's backstory being the thing that's primarily at issue about them. That and, you know, Jacob's lack of hips. I feel like it's... Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like James's introduction is pretty integral to the story rather than the actual lore surrounding him. I mean, it, just having characters randomly show up mm-hmm. without the reader, viewer, player, whatever 
having any former knowledge of them, especially in a series, I feel like that's just lazy writing. It feels weird. Well, I agree. Yeah, it like is. I didn't think they had time to introduce him. I, mean, I couldn't fall in love. I didn't have the necessary components. Yeah, that's I true. Am, I am on the side of this debate where, yeah. yes, you can have things be developed outside of the media, yeah. but when you introduce them within the main media, you, you have to have... actually introduce them. You can't just yes. drop them in. It's, it's like reintroduction, but it's like a reintroduction for those who read the book like oh I know that guy yeah, and the people for who them it's a the game of nostalgia but yeah. for people who've never encountered this character before like, it oh, needs to be an introduction yeah, a la what we got with Jacob there. a la what we got with uh, Ashley and Caden you talked one. about this with Halo what was it one of the Halo games you said that uh, you meet one of the characters and it's like he's like oh I joined the place I joined the you know the army because of you master chief right. but yeah. if you actually was at the movie or something like that you get a proper understanding of this character and why he says that so it's yeah. like and oh. also need to like put it out there more like hey you know this but yeah you gotta have to do a reintroduction yeah, yeah. Lansky. Lansky. yeah. I, I still that think... wasn't necessary though i don't think mm-hmm. because he was so minor he Lansky. Was, he was so minor yeah. and like it's a pretty it's a pretty decent moment regardless of whether you've seen the intro like movies or not uh, the like mini episodes, whatever they were, but if you have seen them, it becomes much more poignant. I think it works yeah. regardless of whether you've seen them or not. Yes, it, yeah, it doesn't yeah, I have agree. the same problem yeah. that Vega's introduction does. Right. Um, sorry, I've gotten us a little off track. No, it's all right. no, no, it's all right. In his defense, it's all about love here. In his defense, though, I still think James is better because because <laughs> I, I could still I could remember plenty of different things about James Vega's character as opposed to like two things from J- well three things from Jacobs yeah. well, where could... he, he was he was a, a fighter pilot essentially. His dad didn't love him enough to stay, or crashed, whatever. And second, he was part of Cerberus and indoctrinated, whatever. Oh, four, had no hips. Has has no hips. <laughs> right. Um, well, that assumes that yeah, in your well, playthrough he has survived to this point. The canon assumption is that everyone got the best possible, well, the best quote-unquote possible yeah. ending. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say my, my favorite video game. Um, yeah. My favorite video game was Asura's Wrath. I fell in love with it, it, it instantly. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that was the no, you Oscar was rash. Apologize. I oh, no, I'm saying sorry because I'm ready to start oh, talking. All right, go. <laughs> so, yeah. Please do. Oscar was wrath was everything I always wanted in a video game. It had action, it had story. And plus, the first time I ever saw it was a Buddha dude putting his finger onto Earth to smash this guy. And this guy with yep. six arms punches this thing. <laughs> and he's like, ah! And I'm just like, <gasps> so yeah, um, but. That's that. It wasn't just the fact that I played the game and for the story, but it was also the inspiration for a lot of the things that are in my comic. Uh, I don't. I like. I like write comics, but yeah, uh-huh. I write comics, and it was one of the main things I loved doing. Like I, it was my main inspiration. So it, it was just it, the soundtrack. It's something I will listen to every day, every night. Even the final boss soundtrack was, oh, it it was on my bed asleep instantly it was it was that it was that nostalgic feel where you would fall like, asleep to an Osiris Wrath final boss track yes it how is, did you uh, fall asleep to that I, you're talking to a guy who listens to death metal <laughs> I sure, love man. that yeah, so yeah really that, nice. I can fall asleep to anything so yeah um but it's just like that game was just everything it, it, it was it was proper storytelling sadly the whole the main Final ending was behind a DLC, but you get to watch that on YouTube, which was still awesome. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was. It was watch that on YouTube. <laughs> but it was it was an amazing game for what it was, and I, I you, 
They just needed, yeah, it was, they need to port that somewhere because it was just awesome. Oh, you got, I'm guessing you guys played the game too. I, I haven't played it, but I've, I've, the cutscenes I've seen of it are amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, it's, it's, yeah, I, I honestly never heard that much about it except that it was comparable to, uh, Platinum Games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like it is a spectacle fighter. But yeah, it's just like the level of absurdity in that game is so <laughs> is so amazing. I love it. I remember the first time really like it was like a like between this guy and Yasha and you know like the main kind of like two you could tell these two if they dish it out it's gonna be the best fight ever which it was and I remember just seeing it as what the kids say nowadays yas so that that literally came out of my mouth. Yas queen. Yas. So. I, but my friends and I, we got the game for the library to actually play. We were like so excited, and just we, I, my brother beat the game overnight, and he was like staying up just beating this game. He could not beat this like the one of the bosses to fight on the freaking moon, the moon, and it's crazy. I because I played the demo so much that was one of the boss fights, so I can easily I knew all his moves. I didn't get hit once that entire fight when my brother you just, you on the hardest the mode too. Because I woke up and my brother was like, I can't. He he needed that to complete the secret ending. He you need to get all S ranks to all levels. Right. And so my brother was like, I cannot beat this boss. Like I can't do this. Like it's on the hardest level too. Like he I, I can't do this. And I was like I just woke up. I was like hold hold my beer. And so I hold my hold my game skills and so i just grabbed it beat the whole boss without like taking one hit and just all excellence and everything got s rank looked at him and i was like that's how you play Osteros wrath and just like and went threw, straight threw back the to controller bed back in his face <laughs> basically like, dropped the controller just like that's how you play Osteros wrath mic drop return to my slumber peasant call <laughs> me if you need real help Osteros wrath was one of the best games, and again, it was an influence on my life. It was an influence on what I influence I always beat up people, but influence on my my creative ideas. But it was just it was an is an amazing story. It's something I still with my roommate will watch like the you know the movie like they have all the cutscenes stuff. I watched that with my roommate, and it's still so fun to watch. It's still so fun to see uh, beat a guy bigger than the planet. Think of a game that has a boss like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, so well, yeah, that's it, it. It's like a platinum game. It's like uh, Jubileus and Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah. Rising Revengeance. Like, yeah, oh my Galactus. Yeah, well, yeah, just fighting a senator. Yes, you just, just fight. Wait, it's fight. nano machines, son. A, yeah, a senator. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. <laughs> yeah, the final like, boss is a senator. He's like, awesome. And he's that, that's buff. an awesome game too. He's, uh, so, game. he's so uncomfortably buff. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I've never played How did the he Metal Gear the games. In? It's, I don't, it's impossible. Well, like he just like. <laughs> out of his like white button-up shirt. I wish I could do that. The too much. It's too much. It was already on that ninety-nine percent strain. It's like I'm fanning myself. So oh, So please, someone explain. Testosterone, calm down. Someone explain why they're called senators. No, he is. No, no, he is a senator. How about you, senator? Flexes out of his shirt. Imagine and then he like says, "Nano machine, son." Was, what he wasn't, he, wasn't he? Wasn't he running for president? Or something? Yeah, he was yeah. going to run. For yeah, president. he was going to run for president. So, like, imagine like having a president the, for next election. Just yeah, like, the, just like yeah, super buff. But yeah, the dude was just a senator. <laughs> like he's the final boss. And and he's if I may, one. California has some wisdom to impart to us on this. I am the governor. I'm here to terminate the budget deficit. Come with me if you want to live. He's still there. He didn't though. No, no, it's not. 
He did a poor job at that. I, I mean, terminating the budget deficit? Yes, but nobody <laughs> has done a good job of that. Let's yeah, be real. True. You just need to split California up into like three Californias. Five Californias. Three Californias. Don't, don't, get a, don't get ahead of yourself there. <laughs> Five <laughs> Californias simultaneously create the poorest and most wealthy state in the union by doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just segregate. Silicon Valley. Let's just segregate oh, like God, Compton and like Stanton away from like, like Beverly Hills. We'll just, put that just, in, we'll just make just that South California, and then we'll make the rest of it Silicon Valley. You're just right. asking for a cyberpunk in the future. Yeah, I'm ex- speaking of it which, will be you know, I'm excited for uh, our SoundCloud. Uh, no, I'm not actually excited for our SoundCloud. I am not yet. You should because be. you guys can catch us on SoundCloud. It can't. Yes, yeah. and. All sorts of other places. Yeah, Twitter, uh, at a pixel hunt. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash pixel hunt radio show. But SoundCloud is where all of our recordings are. And, and you'll be here to hear my beautiful voice. You can hear all of our beautiful voices. Truly serene. Yeah, um, nice. But I'm excited for uh, Cyberpunk. That's yes. that's where I... my. My love to the future is where that's going. I'm so excited. I know you're excited so for that. I'm, I'm really excited for Devil May Cry 5. That's coming out in March 8th. It Ooh, does yeah. look really good, doesn't it? I played the demo. It was amazing. And the new character <laughs> V, edgy. Loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Just he's, the right amount the, of that sweet, sweet. He's, always the Ky- he's the Kylo Ren we, we should have had. <laughs> I'm so edgy, I'm basically a corner piece on yeah. your puzzle. Careful, right? Cut yourself on this edge. Ben Swolo. <laughs> Can you put on a shirt? No. <laughs> I love how there's a line in the movie. Can so you just can... put on a shirt or something? He just keeps talking. No. He just stares at her like, excuse you, why? <laughs> You're invading my headspace right now. I'm not putting on anything. Ben Swolo doesn't put on no shirt for nobody. <laughs> Only it's just ben such Swallow. an awkward scene it's so odd it is so odd he was in he was in girls oh yeah yeah that it is so it's so funny watching there's the scene where he's with his girlfriend in the apartment and he's he's just like cussing her out and throwing bikes across the room at her and like it's crazy she's not getting hit by it it's it's mutual she's throwing stuff at him too but they're just really mad at each other and they're each just tearing apart the apartment it's actually really good practice for kylo ren i feel like yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, we want you to do what you did like pretend like this machine is your girlfriend and you are very mad and you have a lightsaber and you have a lightsaber um Just like, yeah, I, I, oh, I don't know. I, I love video games. I love everything about video games. I love this show. Everything. I love being video able games. to do this show. And if you, you love guys. this show, I love being able to do the show with you guys. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. We're trying to yeah. shill. No, in, insert yes. Show. Another plug, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, enough of that Double sentimental show. stuff. In case you didn't catch it minutes ago, <laughs> SoundCloud. <laughs> Quit trying to shill in the middle of his sentiment. I actually want to hear this. Oh, I know. It, it okay. makes me happy and warm and fuzzy boom, inside. Boom cougar. I thought I already did genuine. that for you. Oh, boom cougar. No. Uh, no he no, he no, can't no. give oh, it. I'll do it for you. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, just you wait. Just you wait. I actually don't know where it is right now. Good. Oh, no. <laughs> but that's that's the best part. Isn't it supposed to interrupt us? Everyone, keep talking. <laughs> I lied. I found it. There it is. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> yes! It's been, it's been so long. 
It's been so long. Past Valentine's Being a fan Day. of the show, this is the greatest moment of my life, besides my girlfriend's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay, okay. Smart nice. Save. The last yeah. nice. Save. Right there. Saved it. Nice. She listens to this now, so. Oh. Does she actually? <laughs> <laughs> he only talks good. Now you gotta you. cover it up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the moon cougar is too good. <laughs> oh, yes. oh. Oh. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. And we are done. Ah, just. <sighs> All right, and no more boom cougar there. Sorry, what was this lovely sentiment you were going on? Just about like I, I love, I really love, uh, like Atrial pointed out, like I love being able to do this show. I really love that I can talk about it with you guys. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm really, even though it's not Thanksgiving, I'm really thankful and really happy, and I love doing this show with all of you. I am pleased to be a part of it. Shamalama ding Likewise. Thank you. Glad you guys hit me with your car that one day. That's right. Never looked back. <laughs> well, yeah, because if you did, there'd be cops. That's then right. Have to answer. <laughs> <We can't. laughs> the police. We left the police and the crime scene behind. <laughs> the controversy behind Pixel Hunt. <laughs> yeah, the only reason we're actually still together is because we have a repair debt on Tyler's car. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yep. This yep. is the lore. <laughs> and now I sleep under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's just sick. Um, yeah, yeah, just sleep under the stairs. With a copy of Dinker Rapa next to him. <laughs> That's right. Yes. It's like the yeah. weeb Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't understand. The one, the one that didn't get into Hogwarts because oh, he was such a D-gen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, all I need is Chiaki. You're not right for this school. <laughs> all no, I need he, is Chiaki. No, he went to, uh, what's it called? He went to the Reserve, the American, or like the, the, the what is it? Key and Peele actually did a really funny sketch about like an inner city wizard school. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, we're not <laughs> Hogwarts, but like. We'll teach you some magic. Yeah, what do you... I remember that episode. Cam oh, Peele's so I, I didn't great. know you guys watched Cam Peele. Of course. Awesome. Yeah, of course. I love you guys even more now. Well, thanks. <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we will be here next week. Uh, Atril will make sure we shout you out and you and your girlfriend. Yeah, have a wonderful. Thank you. You're not allowed. You are, yeah, don't come. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> I'm um, taking a final Have a happy us. anniversary. Do you, yeah, do you guys you, have anything you. final to say before we head out? I love llamas. I love llamas. Really? Yeah, llamas are awesome. Huh. Uh, from what I hear, from my resident llama like insider and expert, is that they are kind of mean, and there's such a thing as a berserk llama. The longer it's near people, yep, it becomes a berserk llama because it thinks it's a human and it acts like a terrible, terrible well, scumbag. Well, hey, you, you know. You, I just love him still. All right. <laughs> as long, as, as, long as you understand when that berserk llama comes. <laughs> I assert that alpacas are like llamas, but better because they have really long, adorable hair. Yeah, yes. They have afros. Yes, they do. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like me. Afros, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Hang exactly. I'm an alpaca. <laughs> do you guys have anything to say? No? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Everybody Valentine's enjoy Valentine's Day. Yeah, and if yeah, you, yeah, and you know, even if you don't necessarily have a significant other, like you've got plenty of friends that love you, you got family members that love you, and us. We superficially love you. We love you very much. <laughs> That's right. All of our loyal listeners. And we I love, love you, you very random much. listener. <laughs> um, but seriously, thank you so much uh, for those of us that for those of you that actually do listen and like the show. We really wouldn't be anything without you guys. Thank you. So, yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you guys next week. Happy Valentine's Day.